And thank you for being with us. Greg Davis here. It is Priority Talk Radio, Truth 101, WXJC, of course. And uh, as promised, we are uh, thrilled to welcome into the program for the first time Mr. Jason Rantz. I've been following his uh, work for some time. Uh, you'll see him on Fox News. Uh, he's also host the Jason Rantz Show there in western Washington, the Seattle area, a conservative talk show uh, station there, reaching a lot of people. And he's got a good perspective on a lot of the issues, and he's got a new book out as well, uh, What's Killing America. Uh, Jason, it's good to have you with us here on the program. That's Jason Rantz, everybody, R-A-N-T-Z. Jason, good to have you. Thanks for having me, Greg. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. Well, tell us, uh, you know, we're here in the deep south. Uh, you're, you're way out on the other side of the country. Um Tell us uh, what's happening. Uh, you know, we got the book out talking about uh, our, our big cities and uh, all the the problems and issues that maybe people don't understand or don't put the uh, don't connect the dots with. Uh, tell us uh, why you wrote the book. Well, I, I wrote the book in part because I hope folks who are listening right now in Alabama don't think that because you're away from some of these bigger blue cities that somehow you're not going to be impacted by the policies. These policies spread. This is not Las Vegas. What happens in Seattle or San Francisco, New York, Chicago, they have a tendency to spread. And what we've seen over the course of the last couple years, taking advantage of the COVID lockdowns, taking advantage of Black Lives Matter movement post-George Floyd, just an acceleration of very radical positions on all sorts of issues, particularly around the criminal justice system. And, and, And I think most people in this country kind of get the feeling that something's wrong. They know something's wrong. Sometimes it's because they're seeing it, that the homelessness is out of control, the drug addiction crises, that the crisis that has led to a historic number of people dying of overdoses. And of course, the crime crisis that is still underway in cities across the country. And yet at the same time, we're all spending more money living in some of these locations that have become increasingly unlivable. And it just dawned on me as I've been covering this for Fox News and for my own radio show that the same policies are basically to blame for a lot of what's happening, which means these are avoidable problems. But I don't think people are connecting the dots on their own. I don't think that they're noticing specific kinds of language that folks on the radical left use to frame stories, to frame policies, to frame law changes. And people who I think are acting in good faith end up saying, oh, well, that sounds great. That sounds like a good idea to end homelessness. Let's let's do it, only to realize that they're not getting what they're being told. Well, very much, and you're right. I mean, we we talk here all the time. We talk about stories in Washington or California or uh, you know uh, Oregon, and you know we say, hey, look what's happening over there, because it won't be long till it'll be here. Uh, what it seems like what happens west comes comes uh, comes east and comes south, uh, and you guys realize that, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, I, I would just look in Birmingham specifically. I mean, obviously there's crime. There, there's going to be drugs that infiltrate every single community. And it turns out fentanyl, which is very, very tiny and very cheap to make, is very easy to take across the border. And that's precisely what happens when you have a porous border. And so you're getting drugs into your communities, into your state, that shouldn't be there. That normally if we had a really good border policy you would have certainly less of it. This is a drug that can kill someone if they take just a little bit more than they assume might be in the pill that they're taking. Usually it's laced in pills that they don't even realize have fentanyl. And these are deaths that are avoidable. 
but no one on the radical left seems willing to want to step forward and say, okay, our bad, we screwed this up, we, we've taken the wrong uh, path, let's fix this. They won't because they're, the way I describe some of these folks, they're part of a cult. They truly believe that the progressive policies that they hold near and dear will end up creating some sort of utopian society, but history tells us and all the data tells us that's definitely not going to happen. And if you're looking at some of the ways just the country is dealing with the drug crisis, I'll give you an example. Do you know what harm reduction is? Harm reduction. Uh, I think Probably. so. Right. So maybe. Do you think if you ask the average person, they would be able to define it in any meaningful way? Probably not. Right. I, I can go out here and woke Seattle and they'll be like, I think maybe I've heard of it. But that's a policy that's in place. And that's what's leading to the crisis around drug use. If we don't know the policies that they're implementing, if we don't know how to decode the language of the radical left, well, guess what? We're not going to be able to stop any of their policies, even if we end up replacing some of the politicians who are in positions of power. Decode it for us, Jason. Harm reduction. I think I think I would know it if I saw it. Tell me how you define it. Yeah, you probably would. And and the way here's here's how it would be pushed to you. Doesn't it sound like a great idea for someone who's an addict rather than just throwing them in jail, making sure that we're, we're keeping them safe so they're not dying of an overdose, so they're not getting any diseases associated with their drug use, and in the process of doing that, we win their trust, and then we get them to quit. And now they're, they're sober, they're clean, and they're better members of society. That sounds like a great pitch. That's something that mm-hmm. I would say, oh, okay, let's try that. Here's what this actually means, harm reduction. They're handing out needles. They're handing out yeah. pipes to smoke fentanyl. They are not pushing in any way, shape, or form any kind of treatment. We're not seeing funding for treatment. And by the way, we're taking the criminal justice system completely out. So now cops can't threaten any kind of jail time to leverage information, to get information out of them as to who's going to, who's selling them the drugs. And so we've not actually helped the addict. We've only emboldened them. You've got around the country, people are still trying to build heroin injection sites. They're now being called safe consumption sites so that people can go there and consume their drug of choice and have a medical professional there to stop them from overdosing. That should tell you that if we're having to fund these locations with people to stop someone from dying from the behavior that they're addicted to, Mm -hmm. that it's not safe. And yet instead of putting money into treatment, instead of leveraging what you can with the criminal justice system, eh, we're just legalizing. And what's happened as a result of that? We've seen a record high number of overdoses. I come from an area that ever since we legalized drug possession back in 2018, we have seen year after year a historic high overdose death rate. That's unacceptable. Well, Jason, uh, guest is Jason Rantz uh, is with us here, and uh, his book is What's Killing America. You know, part of, I think, the problem with the language, Jason, tell me if you agree, is about the time we figure out what the code is, they change it. I mean, the left yep. changes the wording of things and the, the description or the definition or the, the label. They change it just like from one day to the next. You, you'll hear some phrase pop up, and you're like, I've never heard that before. And it's not, a, it's not but a week, and it's just common everyday language all across America because yeah. of the media. A hundred percent. I mean, there's sometimes, and I get paid to study all of this, right? And I'm mm-hmm. like, wait, what is that? Term? I've never heard right, that Right, yeah. So, so I, I totally get it. It's, it's about, and what I equip you with in this book, it's about learning what the red flags are. Because there are still commonalities within the way some people talk 
It's just about trying to figure out what their end goal is. And when they give you these hints as to the way they talk, I mean, the, the biggest hint of all is when they, use, when they start to use language, you're like, wait, what, huh? What does that mean? That's a red flag. <laughs> that means they're probably pushing something that you want nothing to do with. And then it's on the individual to start looking at what it is they're proposing and see through the way that they're framing things. I go through the book specifically across all different topics. So crime, homelessness, drug use, immigration, education, what's going on in our schools is absolutely insane. And I connect the dots to policy. The good news is because what happens in Seattle happens in New York and Philadelphia, et cetera, you're going to see the same language. You're going to see the same bills. You're going to see the same policy. Mm -hmm. So that makes it a lot easier to, number one, if it's already infiltrated your community to push back and it means you're going to be able to see it coming but i will say just very briefly on the education issue it's happening in alabama it's okay. happening all across the country you've yeah. got radical educators who are getting in front of your kids and you're going to have to basically deprogram what it is they're being indoctrinated with and i was even i was kind of shocked by the number of schools in very small cities in red states that are teaching kids to hate cops this is happening. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, absolutely. Uh, and I say that all the time. If you don't think these things are happening here, you, you, just, you just don't want to see the problem. Uh, you sure yep. don't. Now, you, uh, you blame this, uh, I guess blame is the right word maybe, on, on not the Democratic Party, but a subset of radical activists within the Democratic Party. Talk about who these people are and why it's not, a, why, why it's not the Democrat Party altogether. Well, it's not the Democrat Party altogether because I think it's, you know, parties are not necessarily solely defined by the leaders, by the politicians, by the voters. And I think if you were to ask the average voter, and the polling backs this up in virtually every city, including the deeply blue cities, that we should be, I don't know, putting criminals in jail, telling drug users we can help and give them the actual help. When you ask just about reasonable positions, they end up taking a very clear stance. They don't look at these issues as inherently political. It becomes political because politicians get involved. But I don't think there's a lot of difference between the response from a Republican or a Democrat on some of what's been going on. We might nitpick on how to get to the end result, but we're not going to really have a major disagreement that something is wrong. Well, Jason, the I think you've got to look at how they vote, though. Uh, Democrats, yeah, vote, they vote in block. 100%, but remember when we're talking about how things are framed, if you're not understanding the language correctly, when we're talking about these deeply blue areas, you're not choosing between a Republican and a Democrat. You're choosing between a progressive Democrat, mm -hmm. a radical, and then maybe a more moderate Democrat. But they still talk very similarly, and that's the issue. I, I truly think, when we see some of the stories, I'll give you an example, a crime story here that I think is very clearly tied to a, legislation, a piece of legislation that the radicals passed. Local media doesn't tell you that. They, they give you the transactional story. They say, here's where the crime happened, here's who was involved, and maybe they'll do a follow-up, and then they'll move on to some puff story, some mm -hmm. puff piece. Right. But they don't tell you this crime happened because these lawmakers right here actually backed this bill right here which promised to do this right here, but actually did this. They don't do any of that, because these local reporters have to be in favor with the Democrats who are in charge. And oftentimes you're talking about radicals. So to, to the question you originally asked, we are talking about radical activists within the party. And conservatives have the same issue. They just don't run most of these cities. They don't run any of these major cities. 
uh, at all. We have one Republican in a major city, and this was, uh, the mayor of Dallas ended up switching parties. Hmm. So we have to understand that. And we're the ones who are ultimately going to have to have these conversations with neighbors and family members and you know, coworkers who won't report you to HR for talking politics to ensure that they understand what's actually on the line. Yeah, Jason uh, Rance. have to be able to speak their language. Yeah, Jason Rance is our guest, and uh, his book is What's Killing America, Inside the Radical Left's Tragic Destruction of Our Cities. Uh, Jason, R-A-N-T-Z, Rance. You can find it uh, wherever books are sold. Jason, talk to us quickly before we let you go. Uh, I know uh, you guys uh, in Seattle and the area are seeing a, a lot of, uh, just with current events, seeing uh, anti-Semitism uh, displayed uh, pr- pretty boldly out there. I've, I've seen the stories. Uh, what, can you, uh, what can you give us on that? It's bad. <laughs> it's really bad. I covered one of these. They're being labeled as pro-Palestinian. No, they're pro-Hamas rallies. They're celebrating the terrorist attack. Uh, in Israel, and it's disgusting. The language that they're using doesn't hide it. They're chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free. That very specifically is saying that Israel should not exist. And they're going even farther than that. This is particularly bad around college campuses. We have rallies happening all over the place. And the terrifying thing, these are folks who are your neighbors. The ones who are showing up are your neighbors. They're your dentists and your lawyers and your teachers and your kids' friends. Those are the ones who hold these views. And I don't necessarily have an answer on how we're supposed to cope with that. And certainly myself as a Jew, uh, it's certainly uh, of concern. Mm -hmm. But we definitely have to be aware that these folks are out there and they view American Jews the same way they view Israelis. Yeah, Jason, I mean, these folks are here. I mean, the same same element that Mm -hmm. carried out these attacks... Uh, over in Gaza, and I've been over there myself four different times. Uh, they're here too. They've come. They've come in uh, by different means, and certainly across our, our porous border, uh, they're here. I mean, those are the people out chanting in the streets. Uh, are we foolish to think that we're not going to see uh, some of those type attacks happen here as well? They're they're more emboldened, and uh, it's time to move. There's some irony in all of this because, on the one hand, half the people who show up to these rallies came from countries that they clearly weren't happy with, that whatever it was, they came to the United States because they wanted to enjoy our freedoms that they most certainly would not enjoy, certainly not on in Gaza, and yet they're fighting for the folks who are in control of Gaza. Then, on the other hand, and I saw this at, at one of the rallies last weekend, uh, a lesbian couple holding hands, they were on the, the, the pro-Hamas side. Yeah, try doing that on Gaza. Tell me what happens. No. Or actually, you won't be able to tell me no. what happens because no. they'll take you to the highest uh, rooftop and throw you throw off. You That's off. how they treat people. Absolutely, it's amazing, isn't it? Uh, that they'll they'll uh, you know back that, but at the same time, um, they they would never have the opportunity to do that over there. You're exact. I've said that before. You're you're. It's 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 amazing. Uh, well, man, we're excited for you. What's killing America? Is this your first Thank book, you. Jason? This is my first book, and I've I've learned very quickly that. Uh, only conservative outlets will show you love. So all the conservatives out there, please support the book, because I'm not getting any promotion from uh, the New York Times or CNN. Yeah, well, I think you've done a great job on it. I've got it. I haven't been able to read it cover to cover, but I've certainly been through it really well. And Thank you. Uh, you you've, you've pieced it together. Uh, you've got it documented. And I think that's what's important. Uh, you've done a lot of the heavy lifting for some of us that really want to understand uh, what's happening. And I think for people in the South that uh, – gives you a little bit uh, a great perspective of, of what's going on out in the west and 
and how that makes its way here. We see the same thing happen. So uh, best to you, Jason, if we can ever help you out and give you a Southern perspective on something up your way. Uh, don't re- hesitate to reach out to us, my friend. I won't hesitate. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. All right, Jason Rance, What's Killing America, R-A-N-T-Z, and you can find it anywhere books are sold. Uh, Jason, God bless you, brother. Thank you so much. Appreciate it.